Today is a Sunday edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought, and we're going to talk about quite a number of things, kind of a broad variety today. And I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, beautiful name. Uh, you might not know who that is, but she is the new press secretary for Team Mumbles and Stumbles, the Biden administration. That's right. Old Uncle Joe. The, uh, our president, you know, uh, who, uh, who did the inflation and all the other things he's done to the country. Uh, Jen Psaki has left. She couldn't take telling any more lies. So uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is the first black and first lesbian press secretary. And she got a standing ovation, apparently, from GLAD. You might not know what GLAD is. Uh, the GLAAD, uh, they had their media awards after she was uh, named the this historic, historic press secretary appointment, being that she's a black lesbian. Uh, who else was there at the 33rd Annual Glad Media Awards Dinner in New York City? Uh, Lil Nas X, the little freaky rapper dude. Uh, Judith Light, whoever the hell that is, and the cast of Pose, whoever the hell they are, were also honored at Friday's 33rd GLAD Media Awards in New York City. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, really, that is a beautiful name. Uh, clearly, she's from Germany with a name like that. Is stepping into her new position with LGBTQ community behind her. She's got the alphabet soup community behind her. After her historic appointment as the first black and openly gay White House press secretary, are they saying there's been press secretaries that uh, played for the other team? That's the way they used to say it, was one of the nicer ways to say someone was gay or lesbian. They say, you know, they play for the other team. <laughs> really? That's right, the other team. Um, John Pierre, who is 44, does not look 44. Uh, was met with a standing ovation as she took the stage at, uh, again, Friday's 33rd annual GLAD Media Awards in you-know-where, New York City. Uh, she thanked her family. She said, as a member of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ excuse me, community, I'm getting sick of the community. Thigh community, this underserved community, this is an overserved community. Community, 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 community. Shut up with the community already. I'm burned out on it. Uh, but she says, as a member of the LGBTQ, shouldn't they throw some more letters in there by now? Shouldn't they include the whole alphabet soon? And when will we get to the point where we said there's 26 letters in the alphabet? We really need to have gender-specific alphabets. And we can have like 78 different, how many genders are there now? 57, 88, whatever it is. We can have that many alphabets too. And we can just get a bunch of college idiots to make up a bunch of stupid symbols to be the new alphabets. Excuse me, I use the pansexual alphabet. Uh, you racist. 
I uh, I need an apology, or I'm going to have to sue you because you you misgendered my alphabet. When do we get to that point in this garbage? Uh, I am exp- I am excited. She said to be here with all you to show that visibility matters. Visibility matters, really. So we're talking weather now or driving conditions or is somehow visibility a new uh, a new thing that certain people of certain specific genders, even genders yet to be named or made up, uh, don't have visibility? That that I guess that kind of comes from that stupid expression, we see you, we hear you. Really touchy-feely garbage. No wonder we're going to hell, folks. We got a bunch of touchy-feely people. I don't have any visibility today. I just can't work here. I can't. I need a vacation. I don't have any visibility, boss. Come on. (sighs) Adult children. Pretty soon everyone will be wearing diapers and have pacifiers. And again, it'll have to be, I guess, gender-specific pacifiers with like 78 different genders mentioned somewhere on the pacifier. Uh, Representation matters for all marginalized communities at every intersection. So you need visibility uh, and representation for all marginalized community, whatever the hell that means. They don't even know what it means. They make this stuff up as they go, my friends, Uh, at every intersection. Does that include red lights and stop sign? Or, or just the, the four-way stop. Uh, I need to know this stuff. Is there a yield sign there at that intersection? I don't know. They don't tell me this stuff because I'm just a white guy and I don't count. Uh, she continued, I am proud of the work GLAD and so many LGBTQ organizations have done to speak up on matters that move our country forward. Yeah, because gender pronouns, that's what America really needed to be great. Good Lord. How about let's let's make pronouns normal again? Uh, like voting rights. That's a constant democratic theme now. Reproductive rights. That, of course, means the right to kill your baby in the womb because you're not really a woman unless you butchered, butchered your little unborn baby. Uh, the Equality Act, wherever the hell that is, and appointing the first black female justice to the Supreme Court. You know, the woman who doesn't know what the hell a woman is. Yes, a real brain surgeon there. Uh, John Pierre added, while introducing GLAD president and CEO Sarah Kate Ellis. Sarah Kate Ellis. Why does she have three first names? Is that allowed? Do you have to be certain gender to have three first names as an Again, Ellis is a last or first name, but, oh, good Lord. Now, John Pierre previously made history, apparently, apparently, uh, with her first White House press briefing last May. Was announced as the next uh, press secretary on Thursday, replacing Jen Psaki once she departs her role on May 13th. President Joe Biden welcomed John Pierre to the position in a statement uh, written in crayon, I believe, on construction paper. Kareen uh, not only brings the experience, talent, and integrity needed for this difficult job, but her hair smells really good, too. 
I love to sniff it when she's not looking. But she will continue to lead the way in communicating about the work of the Biden. Uh, do I have to say her name? That woman, my veep. She's never around. She can't do anything right. Okay. Biden-Harris administration on behalf of the American people. What? Tell Hunter to put that pipe down. Stop it. I'm trying to do a statement here. I can't be babysitting Hunter right now. Uh, just tell him to throw the gun in a, in a dumpster somewhere near a school. Uh, Jill and I have known and respected Kareen uh, a long time, and she will be a strong voice speaking for me and this administration. And by the way, she's black woman, and she likes she likes other women. She's a, 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 a she's a thespian, right, Jill? Right? Oh, a lesbian. I'm sorry, lesbian. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's the statement from uh, from Brandon, um, President Biden, President Mumbles of the Biden Stumbles and Mumbles administration, of course. But enough about her. How about a <laughs> how about a strategy? A strategy to convince students to embrace equity, socialism. Centered on campus. This is from an interview. The College Fix did this. Uh, the left strategy to convince young people to, to embrace equity and socialism is centered on the campus from K to 12 to higher education. Is that higher as in stoned or just higher than, than 12th grade? I, again, with, with these people, it could be anything. Uh, Jennifer Cabani editor of the College Fix, joined author and veteran professor Carol Swain. Uh, very, very smart lady. I think she's the head of the historical department at uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, very, very smart lady. Uh, and discussed this as well as many additional troubling trends seen on colleges and universities today, including the advance of critical race theory and the cancel culture. Now, this is a uh, a YouTube video, I believe, of a podcast or, or whatever they call this. Uh, it's called the Against All Odds Program. It's published by the Blexit Foundation, which stands, it is short for blacks exiting the, uh, the, the Democratic Party, getting off the plantation and joining Republican or maybe becoming independent. Uh, uh, Carol Swain is a, is a black lady. And again, brilliant historian, a big fan of hers. And I'm just mentioning this, folks. Uh, you need to listen to this. And uh, the College Fix has the latest episode of this uh, Against All Odds program. And good stuff. It's episode number 26. Uh, if you go to YouTube and just uh, type in Against All Odds episode 26, it, it should pop up. Uh, and you can watch it. It's it's not that long, about 25, 30 minutes, I do believe. 22 minutes to be specific. So go ahead and watch that, my friends, uh, and have a listen. Have a go with it. I think you will be very impressed by it, by Carol Swain. If you've never heard of her, very, 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 very smart lady. One of my favorite commentators. Because she's not really a professional commentator. She's a historian who comments on on teaching history and things like that now let's go to msnbs 
Republicans are fine with blocking COVID funding to keep a racist policy. Don't you love MSNBS's? Uh, they're so fair to Republicans in their in their reporting and their air headlines. There, good grief! Uh, and the subtitle here: Keep us keeping asylum seekers in Mexico is it more important for the GOP than funding vaccines and COVID testing? Is God, we had a president who came up with these vaccines and pushed like hell to get the vaccines out. He, I think he was a named Trump. He was a Republican, but Republicans are are not caring about vaccines or COVID testing. Apparently, well, we didn't have multiple orgasms over them in the way the left did. Uh, we didn't pretend that the vaccines were absolutely the greatest thing ever. Uh, a lot of people had some doubts about them. A lot of people still do. A lot of people refuse to take them. You know what? It's a free country. Deal with it. And, of course, the left was very tolerant of those people, calling them all kind of names, including murdering bastards, uh, and accusing every Republican of being vaccine deniers and anti-vaxxers and all kind of nasty stuff. Uh, but this story uh, is by Hayes Brown. She's an MSNBS opinion columnist and an idiot, but that's a side point. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began, Hayes writes, the vast majority of Republicans in Congress have viewed the public health measures taken to stop the disease's spread with suspicion. Suspicious suspicion. If not outright scorn. That's right, all Republicans hate vaccines and don't want anybody to live. At least that's what MSNBC, MSNBS wants you to believe. In response, we've seen the GOP's members rally against vaccine mandates. Because, well, again, they believe in liberty. And mandates kind of go against liberty on many occasions. Uh, I've heard many, many, many Republicans say that, yes, they've been vaccinated and had boosters and they urge other people to. I've heard many Republicans do that. Apparently, MSNBS has never heard any Republican say anything good about mandates, even though, yes, it was a Republican president and the most hated Republican not named Ron DeSantis when President Donald Trump uh, pushed so hard for the vaccines. The media, they don't remember things like that. Uh, scoffed at the idea of mask wearing. I think what most was scoffed at was the inconsistent and continuously changing me uh, message, and the fact that Governor Douchebag out in California, for, in for instance, uh, he would really was really tough on mask mandates, and then he'd be on be seen somewhere with a bunch of people sitting in a, a private dining area, no one with a mask on. It was the hypocrisy. It was the constantly changing this mask, not that mask. Well, that mask, wear any mask. Don't, masks don't really matter at first. Then wear any mask, uh, anything. You put a Kleenex over your nose, whatever. Two specific masks and different types of specific masks. You remember, my friends. It was a real mess. And again, I, when I take my mom to Alice's, when I take her to a medical appointment and they have signs, wear a mask, I do. It's their place. I'm going to it. I should respect that. I don't mind it. I try to get cool-looking masks. Maybe I should get one with the Daily Gator on it. That's right. Listen to the Daily Gator. 
uh, the world's most dangerous podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. Uh, maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the media has consistently attacked Republicans as being all of us just a bunch of anti-vaxxing nuts. Because the media, being part of the left, they lie repeatedly. Uh, and even questioning the virus's lethality, I don't know that uh, it was questioned. I know there was discussion on mitigating factors, pre-existing conditions, your age, your physical condition, uh, things of that nature. And different variants have had different levels of you know, severity. I do know this, though. I keep hearing kind of in small reports on the news that cases are going up again. But I don't see any panic from the mainstream media. I don't see the 24-7 coverage like the media was doing when Trump was president. I don't see any rush to make people wear masks again. It's changed. The coverage has completely changed. It's like uh, a side story now. It's not leading news 24-7. I wonder why that is. And I seriously wonder because I haven't quite figured that one out yet. But Hayes Browns continues. There is, however, one public health response Republicans loved, despite no evidence that it had a major impact on the course of the pandemic. A rule known as Title 42 that Trump came up with, and now they're willing to risk federal funding for every other COVID uh, response to protect it, or at least try to embarrass Democrats in the process. Let's be honest, Hayes. It's like you being embarrassed about one of your columns. You have no shame. But the fact is that if you wanted to let a Democrat embarrass himself, just give him a microphone and stay out of the way. It's going to happen. Earlier this year, the White House warned to Congress that the federal government was running out of money, they finally noticed, uh, to pay for free COVID tests and vaccines. Republicans scoffed and demanded receipts for how past COVID money had been spent. You expect Democrats to be honest about how they spend our money? Really? That's not going to happen. Uh... A request that caused additional pandemic funding to be left out of the major spending package Congress passed in March. See, Republicans are to blame no matter what happens. Last month, Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, this article claims Mitt Romney's a Republican. Uh, it's maybe by the skin of his damn teeth. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a Democrat from New York, announced they'd come to a deal to provide $10 billion in supplemental funding for COVID prevention and treatment efforts. Half of that money would go toward the, quote, development and purchase of therapeutics, potentially eliminating the need for future vaccine and mass mandates, uh, Romney said in a statement at the time. Schumer said in a statement that while the package didn't, did not include the $5 billion in international COVID aid Democrats wanted, it would nonetheless give the federal government and our citizens the tools we need to continue our economic recovery, keep schools open, and keep American families safe. It should have been a slam dunk win for bipartisanship, Hayes Brown writes. An example of each side giving a little for the greater good. 
Uh, she couldn't write that long without going back to a communist phrase, the greater good. But between then and now, some Senate Republicans saw an opportunity. See how evil those Republicans are. Under the Trump administration, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention implemented a public health rule which allowed, listen closely to what it did, allowed border officials to turn back anyone seeking to claim asylum in the United States. Now, the Democrats want the CDC to have all kind of powers. But yet, giving the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, which allowed border officials to turn back anyone seeking a claim to asylum, that they didn't want. They didn't want the power then because they want to flood the country with illegal aliens. The rule was developed with the theory that a clampdown on the border was needed to stop the spread of an infectious disease. About 4,000 migrants crossing the border to seek asylum are immediately turned back every day thanks to the rule, a number that is expected to increase if Title 42 is lifted and prompts more migrants to attempt crossing. So... The CDC recently announced, after consulting with the Department of Homeland Security, that suspending the right to introduce migrants into the United States is no longer necessary. And so the administration plans to lift the order as of May 23rd, and the board, there will be hordes of people coming across the board. It will increase exponentially if everyone knows this is going to happen. Hayes Brown writes, Republicans find the idea that America would actually go back to the immigration rules from March 2020 infuriating. In response, Senate Republicans are now filibustering the bipartisan COVID relief bill unless the Democrat-controlled chamber votes on amendment to reimpose Title 42. Uh, Republicans clearly see holding the COVID money hostage as a win-win. Either the money doesn't get spent, which is no skin off their nose, Despite the deaths it could prevent, the Democrats hold the vote and GOP amendment passes, providing them a policy win, or the amendment fails and Republicans get to arraign Democrats who voted against it uh, in campaign ads ahead of the midterms. If COVID has been such a threat, this is the inconsistency, Hayes Brown. You have to test everybody. Everybody's got tested. They have to have trade. uh, what would they call them? The um, the tracers. You heard about in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, tracing back where where uh, contact tracing it was called, where the virus originally came from, who got it from who, and whatever. But when it comes to letting illegals flood into the country, no shot, no problem, no vaccine, no test, no problem. At the same time, the Democrats were screaming about how fast it was spreading, and you better wear two masks now, and you bet maybe three masks, and you better put your mask on. Again, the flippant disregard for border security and the flippant disregard for their own rhetoric from Democrats. Democrats, out of one side of their mouth, were saying, "Oh, we got to get tests, we got to get cracked down, and Republicans don't take this seriously, and we got to have mask after mask." At the same time, they're allowing thousands of legal aliens to flood into the country and then busing them or flying them around the country, by the way. Um, well, it didn't matter if they got tested somehow. Really? Really? And you wonder why no one believes Democrats, Hayes Brown, 
That's why no one believes Democrats. It's that freaking simple. It really, really is. Now let's move to a Tennessee Christian school. They have doled out some, well, they call severe disciplinary actions for students involved in a racist viral video, Alexandra Jane of The Roots. Now, trigger warning for anybody who is not a radical left-wing communist black person. The Root hates you if you're not a left-wing communist black person because The Root is a communist a publication that is extremely racist against, well, pretty much anybody that doesn't march lockstep to what they, they say, how they say you should live their life. Uh, she writes, just as America's heroes are born and raised into their power, so are its cowards. The children of this country that display as few hatred towards anyone unlike themselves uh, are evidence <laughs> Of this fact, this past week a video began circulating of a student using racial slurs while wearing a white hood resembling those commonly worn by the members of the KKK. Um, I think there's about 42 people probably that are officially still in the KKK. That's how irrelevant these jackasses are. Uh, The video, which includes students from Knoxville, Tennessee's Grace Christian Academy, was later obtained by local NBC station WBIR. In the video, one student is seated in a chair while hooded, while others can be heard off camera. The word grace can be seen written on the back of the hood. At some point, the seated student is commanded to talk by someone outside the frame. Who do we hate? The uh, the off-camera voice can be heard asking. It seems that both the individual seated and the voice posing the question Uh, Both respond with a racial slur in reference to black people. Now, if you tell me this happened, I'm not denying it happened. I would say that these are probably high school kids. And they're probably little jackasses. And they probably think it's funny. And they know it's going to get a big reaction. And they're willing to pay the price for whatever reaction it got. It's that simple. And they should be suspended for doing it. Uh, What else can you really do to a bunch of kids being stupid? Kids have been stupid for a long time. And this is a case of kids being very stupid and foolish and hurtful. And and again, you think anyone today would know better than to pull pull a stunt like this. Uh, But apparently not. The head of Grace Christian Academy, Tony Pointer, uh, released a statement Thursday via Facebook immediately upon being made aware of an extremely inappropriate and deeply disappointing video yesterday afternoon that violates everything we value. The administration of Grace Christian Academy has taken swift action to meet with all students involved. Uh, Severe disciplinary action has been issued as uh, Grace Christian Academy does not condone this behavior or any form of racism, we will continue to seek truth and enact appropriate discipline. Uh, okay, that should be it. These are stupid kids being stupid. Of course, this has to be a big deal when you're dealing with publications like The Root because they pretend this happens every day in America in every school. 
they blow the the racial thing so out of proportion uh, that it's yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Representative Gloria Johnson, a Knoxville area Democrat in the Tennessee House of Representatives, called the video distressing. The fact that they were so bold, I'm not even a bit embarrassed about this. It's just shocking. Again, they're stupid kids. Uh, that they felt comfortable sharing it means that they thought everyone else would think it was funny also. Who taught them this? Don't know, but I know they're stupid kids, and that probably is where it ends. Uh, stupid kids. And really, this type of thing is rare. I know it's rare because the media would blow it out of proportion if it was all the time. But again, we can't talk about common sense anymore, can we, my friends? Just two more stories, including our most important story ever, at least for today's story, right after this, my friends, right after this. All right, kids. Now, just a reminder, I just recorded a new uh, little spot for Anchor, telling people how easy it is to use Anchor, which is why I use it. Uh, it is all will be on this podcast. I was trying to put it in the middle, but I had to put it up front. So anyway, back to uh, this week. We're going to honor somebody for doing something really, really cool. Uh, that very, 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 very few people could ever even think of attempting uh, of doing. There's a Nepali mountaineer, Kamerita. He is a, a Sherpa, and he has just scaled Mount Everest. Now, that's a phenomenal thing to climb Mount Everest. But uh, it's not that he climbed Mount Everest once or five times or ten times or twenty times. No, he just uh, set his own record, which he held before he now holds a new improved record, he has now scaled Mount Everest 26 times, which is 26 more than I would ever even dream of doing, that 99% of the people in the world it would ever dream of doing. Uh, he's 52 years old. Uh, again, he's a Sherpa, Kami Rita. 26 times he has now scaled Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. Uh, a few Florida State graduates, that means it's taller, higher in elevation than any other mountain on Earth. Uh, they say it's not the, the most dangerous. I believe uh, one peak that's a little shorter, not not a lot shorter, still over, well over 28,000 feet, but I think it's K2, it's called, is the most dangerous, has the most fatalities, I guess. Uh, so it's actually maybe a little tougher than Everest, but... <laughs> When you're talking about climbing peaks, 28, 29,000 feet, again, it's all kind of relative, isn't it? But good for you, sir. Kami Rita. Wow. 52-year-old, 26-time climbing Mount Everest. You, my friend, are an admirable, admirable <clears throat> excuse me, human being. And now, from the Daily Signal. Possibly the most important story I or any other broadcaster of any type will ever broadcast about. Something that is, well, it's an issue that is so crucial to 
I think the survival of mankind and kittens and puppies and, and horses, whatever, I, I don't know if the world can go on if we don't soon reach the level of equity in the most important area ever. I mean, for God's sake, for science, for everyone's sake, we must strive, my friends, for menstrual equity. Okay. Okay, you can stop laughing now. And the rest of y'all can say, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> yes, I did say menstrual equity. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what in the hell's wrong with that boy? No, I did not fall strike my head. Uh, no, none of that. But uh, the state of Oregon... The state that's gone so liberal, Bigfoot won't even live there anymore, I hear. Uh, Oregon puts tampons in men's bathrooms at public schools and colleges because, drum roll please, you have to do it in your hand, I don't have the sound effect. We're a high dollar operation, but drum rolls, pretty expensive folks. Menstrual equity. Yes, that important. Uh, Tony Perkins at the Daily Signal wrote this, and I'm borrowing some of it. According to a new poll, Ovener, oh, Ovener. That's right, not the governor, the Ovener. Oregon Governor Kate Brown, who is a Democrat and an idiot, is officially the least popular governor in America. She's so ranked so low, she's actually 53rd out of 50 states. Uh, she is considering, uh, well, she just signed a law, and it's pretty easy to see why maybe she's not that popular. Uh, thanks to the, again, the Oregon legislature passed this. A governor signed it, so it must be important. Thanks to the Menstrual Dignity Act, that just passed, local taxpayers are now on the hook for thousands of new tampon dispensers in boys' bathrooms. I'll just let that sink in for a second or two. Uh, <laughs> this latest madness, Tony Perkins writes, which affects every public school and college in the state, is expected to cost up to $400 a machine. Oh, the government, they overpay for everything. They really do. Even the things that actually work, uh, which is few and far between. And school custodians aren't the only ones upset about it. Now, this is what one Portland resident said. This will show all our youth, and especially our trans youth, that the bathroom they're using that affirms their gender, that it's for them. Uh, let me see. So a public restroom that you're using was built in part for you. Well, that's groundbreaking. I mean, please. Gandhi, what did he ever do compared to this? Come on. The World War II veterans that beat Hitler? What did they ever do? The save South Korea from the communism hell? 
No, they didn't do anything. They put in, they didn't put any uh, uh, tampon machines in boys' bathrooms. I guess they just weren't visionaries like the people of Oregon. Uh, this will show all our youth, our trans youth especially. American, the American left wants to absolutely, absolutely hyphenate everything, don't they? They want to label everyone this trans, bi, this, that. It's sickening. Um, this will show all our youth again that this affirms their gender, that it's for them. And that big sign on the door that you say, ladies or boys or girls or boys, whatever it said, they weren't enough, right? Uh, legislators agreed. Expanding a bill that was originally intended to give female students free sanitary products at school. So they went from saying we're going to pay for certain things young ladies might need. We're going to put it in their restrooms. They couldn't leave that alone, right? No, the fairly good idea, but uh, it wasn't enough. wasn't woke enough, I guess. Now, in an absurd gesture, the state has decided to listen closely. Listen to the way these mental midgets talk. They have decided to, quote, affirm the rights to menstrual dignity. For transgender, intersex, non-binary, and two-spirit students. Two-spirit students. They just keep adding to the list of absurdities, don't they? They just keep making things up and adding them in and pretending they're really smart for coming up with this stuff. We're so much smarter than you. You never heard of two-spirit people, you idiots. Well, now you've got free tampons, and you boys better use them. Because they're for you too. That's right. We don't care if you're straight, gay, bi, trans. We don't care if you're French. They're still for you. Even though you're a man and you'll never need such a thing as a tampon. You better use them anyway because your mommy and daddy's paying for them. Because we're woke as you know what. Again, affirming the right to menstrual dignity. For transgender, intersex, non-binary, and two-spirit students. I guess straight students are screwed on this. They don't count. Oh, you're straight, you don't count. Get out of my office now. Uh, and what they're trying to do, they say, is minimize negative attention that could put them at risk of harm. Harm. From what? I'm glad you asked, my friends, because they gave an answer to what these students could, well, not just get negative attention, but could actually put them at risk of harm. Apparently, this happens during menstruation. Menstruation, is that the proper pronunciation? And again, this is for boys who don't even do that. Okay, male, female, there are differences. There are differences. That's right. Apparently, we're not supposed to notice any differences now. In the state's guidance, the Daily Signal writes, school officials are told to use gender-neutral phrases 
or else, like menstruating students. <laughs> you ever notice that, like, all the, like, menstruating students are almost all, like, girls? What the F, man? I don't get it. I don't understand that. Uh, instead of girls, because girls, yeah, it's just wrong on many levels. Uh, when it comes to explaining the reproductive process, teachers are instructed to give me a second i'm sorry during the reproductive process don't you know teachers are instructed to tell kids that someone with a uterus and ovaries (laughs) see kids there be someone with a uterus and ovaries we used to call them girls but that's racist ourselves that we can't do that no more dead government you understand so some of the uterus and ovaries may begin to menstruate. God help us, my friends. God help us. These people actually think they're doing good by doing this. <laughs> they wonder why everyone laughs when they come into a room. God, we're really popular since the 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 uh, the uh, you know the uh, the boys' rooms having like tampons. That, that's made us so popular. Cool. Good Lord, the stupidity, my friends, it burns. Uh, <laughs> so girls are now someone who with a prostate and or, excuse me. Someone with a uterus and ovaries that may begin to prostrate, to menstruate. I can't talk prostate. Again, let me try that again. I'm a broadcast professional. I can handle this, damn it. Teachers are instructed to, to tell kids that someone with a uterus and ovaries may begin to menstruate instead of girls. There's no such thing as female hygiene products now. The toolkit argues only menstrual products. I, I sometimes I have no words. Obviously, state leaders did not bother to consult their counterparts in the great state of Illinois, where a similar move has literally opened the floodgates to expensive plumbing issues and mischief. You crazy kids, some of you have uteruses and ovaries. You know who you are. Are you menstruating yet? Uh, let me see. So in Illinois, when you give a grade school boy something that's adhesive, they're going to put it in places. That's what Illinois Republicans are argued during their debate. Ah, so these products are not inexpensive and they are going to be misused if they are placed in elementary school boys' bathrooms. Republican State Representative Avery Bourne fumed last year case in point campuses like loyola good lord how hard is it to say a name loyola university where janitors are dealing with all kind of pranks tampering and yes even vandalism sanitary pads would end up on the mirrors (laughs) oh you crazy kids you behave in the sinks down the toilet and completely thrown out one student's group complained school administrators have also had to deal with the fallout of this lunacy in illinois admitting 
operational for operationally for our building yes it is creating problems uh that's from huntley high assistant principal tony kempf uh the custodian has to spend an extra hour fixing something uh what's next urinals in the girls restrooms i don't know maybe an explanation that some students may have testicles and a penis <gasps> yes and they may be menstruating too why the hell not menstrual cycles it's for everyone now we're all equal uh i'm telling you there is no logic here that's from republican state senator jill tracy uh they warned the that before the state ignored her and have passed the bill we've got to quit playing these stupid silly games here and get real and get fiscally responsible well but what about menstrually responsible you evil republican woman who may have ovaries and a uterus in uh unfortunately menstrual equity is only scratching the surface of outrage in most states where parents are fighting a much more sinister abuse of their authority in florida mom january little john is that a real name january little john she has a little brother named february that's what i hear uh is actually suing her school district for helping her teenage daughter do something without her consent, the mother's consent. What they help her daughter do? Transition, apparently. At least that's the accusation. On Fox and Friends, she explained how she stumbled on a transgender support plan uh, that school officials were working on behind her back that included everything from preferred pronouns, overnight rooming situations for field trips, switching to boys' restrooms, and other steps that they never called home to discuss. Well, I thought the liberals told us that they, they would never go behind parents' back. Come on, that's crazy talk. Never would they do such a thing. Never would some activist get in there and use the position to, to help kids decide they were transgender. Um, on, again, transgender support plan. Behind her back about her daughter. I hope, I don't know if there's an amount of money that, that would be appropriate. But whatever puts these people out of work. They should never be anywhere near children again. This is evil. This is subverting parental authority. It's possibly harming a child. All because you're some activist that wants to create something in greater numbers. And in this case, it's transgender people. Because most people, sorry, reality is most people, the vast, vast, vast majority of people are not transgender. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Little John warned that this is happening all over the nation. This same protocol is in place in many, many schools across districts everywhere. If you're a parent, guardian, you need to go check this out. You need to find out, my friends. Uh, so this is a very system uh, systematic way that parents are being excluded uh, from important decisions occurring with their occurring with their children. Well, see, the left thinks the kids are their kids. They belong to all of us. 
the village. It takes a village to raise a child. Remember Hillary Clinton, idiotic statement that she made, one of many she's made. <sighs> and again, this woman says it is happening all over the country. And further, social transition is a, is a, listen closely, medical intervention that schools are grossly unqualified to be taking these steps without parental involvement. But liberals, not liberals, leftists don't know their place. Liberals would know their place. Leftists don't because leftism excludes parenting. The state is everything. Your God the state is your mother, your father, your guardian. It's everything. Your landlord, your minister, your rabbi. They're everything. That's the way the left thinks. Uh, now, this woman has an attorney, Bernadette Broyles, pointed out that there's a wave of lawsuits across the country from parents experiencing this same injustice in places like Wisconsin, Maryland, Oregon, and California. She pointed out moms and dads are starting to realize that this is a national agenda and they need to assert their rights with their school. Uh, President Joe Biden's radical education secretary, Miguel Cardona, has been on the receiving end of a lot of angry letters from Republicans who see the president's administration and woke districts across the country, quote, withholding information from parents at an alarming pace. Well, I'm sure that uh, uh, Merrick Garland or our attorney general will be investigating these parents soon because obviously they're threats. Uh, right, Merrick? Representative Virginia Fox of uh, North Carolina and Senator Richard Burr, also in North Carolina, uh, were furious at a 12-year-old girl. Listen closely. It doesn't get any more important than this. Uh, a 12-year-old girl attempted suicide after the school pushed her to embrace her new gender identity, quote, without notifying the parents. And thank God that says attempted suicide. Attempted. Thank God she did not succeed. A 12-year-old child, my friends. 12-year-old child. And you wonder why parents are pissed? You wonder why parents... Maybe on the verge of thinking about getting violent. You want to, you screw with my 12 year old niece in any way, you're going to pay. You try to victimize her, you got one angry uncle to deal with. A guarantee to you. So you can imagine what parents are going through. There's little to no accountability coming from this administration. Fox and, Burr's, and Burr wrote to Cardona earlier this year. How many more children will we put in harm's way if school districts are not being held to account? And apparently they're not being, they're not being held to account. In places like Missouri, state leaders are racing to keep this dangerous ideology at arm's length. Right now, local conservatives 
are working against the clock to move a bill that would outlaw this radical gender therapy, which includes hormones and surgery. Sounds a little more like it moves beyond therapy to me. Uh, for children out of the rules committee and onto the floor so far, it has been stalled by one man, the committee's chairman, Republican state representative, Philip uh, Christofanelli. I don't know what this asshole's problem is, uh, but for more on the transgender debate that's raging across the country, don't miss uh, Jennifer Bowen's latest uh, protecting children in a post-trans ideological world. And again, this is originally published in Tony Perkins, Washington update. There's some bad things going on in schools that shouldn't be in schools. And never think that the left will stop at the water's edge of irrational or unreasonable or unwarranted or unwelcome. They'll get their hip waders on and they'll stroll right on in. There is no point where they think they have to stop. And it's it's good and, and it feels good to laugh at the idiots that come out with things like menstrual equity. But once you open the door to the room where gender is meaningless and defunct, then the door is open. It really is. There is no there is no end to the possibilities, my friends. So uh, keep your eye on your kid, their behavior, and and you know ask them questions. Talk to other parents. Parents need to know things about their kids. And anytime a school hides something from parents, very, very, very bad trend has been set. Very bad trend. And enough about that. That is it for me. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I uh, hope I gave you some laughs and some things to think about, some very sobering things. I'll be looking into this more. Uh, some more substantiation, some more cases some more sources. Uh, God bless my friends. Remember the Daily Gator relocated, but still kicking. Uh, Daily Gator, dailybabes.wordpress.com. Same old content, different layout, but same old content. Same old me. Same old daily pics. Same old uh, content, sarcasm, humor, and sometimes anger. And uh, numbers are picking up, 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 up. So that's good. That's what I like to see. God bless y'all. Any comments on the podcast, suggestions, show ideas, whatever, hit me up on the Daily Gator. All right. Hit me up on, again, the left, uh, the address, delegators.dailybabes.wordpress.com. Just hit the first post and leave the comment. I'll read them all. Thank you for, very much. Remember three golden rules to life. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America and go Gators. Can't wait for September. Y'all be good. Take care. Say hi to your dog for me. And God bless y'all. We'll talk on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of what's left of your weekend. Do what I'm doing. Watch some Stanley Cup playoff hockey. How about those Dallas Stars been win last night? Need a big one for the Lightning today. And we'll be rolling. Y'all be good.